Cool. Uh, welcome to episode number 35 of Red River Podcast. Um, most of you don't know this, but this is kind of a do-over. Um, today, our guest is... Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> We're working with three mics because... Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're working with three mics and three headphones, so everything's all kind of fucked up. I don't. How did I fucking forget that extra mic? You got a lot going on, man. It's rushing just, around. It's doing two shows and like always yeah. missing something when I'm packing. It happens. Yeah. We're professionals. Um. So today we have a guest, and uh, his name is Ralph uh, Lambiasi. Uh, God, man, I fucked his shit up. Ralph Lambiasi. Yeah, there you go. It's good yeah. enough. I like that. So. Well, it's funny, you know. Uh, if you were to talk to my dad, he'd say Lambiasi. Oh, good. So I'm, he's from the Lower East Side, so. All right. I, I used to definitely shoot a lot of heroin in the Lower East Side, so oh, obviously, no. I it's probably why I could say Lambiese, so I'm, I'm going to say uh, Lambiese. Um, but yeah, so Ralph is, is, is one of our guests, and he has a really cool job. If you could describe what it is that you do for a living. Uh, I am a special effects makeup artist and creature creator. Yeah. Like, how many fucking people could say that? Not many. Not many, you know? Like, uh, completely something that you grow up loving and wanting to do if you're fucking geeky about shit like us. You know, you get to do that stuff for a living. Um, before- so it was the kind of thing, like, if I was a kid, I'd be like, oh, that'd be such a dream job, but you actually made it happen, you know? Yeah, well, try and try to make it happen. It's yeah. uh, it's always, a, it's always a, uh, a struggle, but yeah, you know. I mean, everything's a struggle. Yeah, man. If you're a fucking paper boy, I'm sure it's a struggle. Right on. You know, yeah, living in the Lower East Side, shooting up heroin. I mean, it's a struggle, man. It's <laughs> totally. In my defense, I have almost 20 years clean. So nice. There you go. Applause. Congratulations. You're supposed to applaud when people say that shit. Right? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I got it out of my system fast. I'm sure the people that listen to this are probably, I, you know. Like, all right, we already heard you doing drugs. You know, give us something else. Oh, Sam, I thought you were just like making light of a, a situation. I'm sorry, man. I, <laughs> we, we no, it's really, cool, man. It's cool. No, I'm, no, I'm, really. I <laughs> really want to bring the energy level way down now. So, uh, well, but you, yeah, yeah, you know. You know so, what? I'm glad you're glad you're clean, man. For the people who are probably nodding off listening to this on heroin, they probably appreciate <laughs> you bringing the level way down. We don't want to wake a them click's up. A click's a click, right? man. You know? It counts as a view, even yeah. if they nod off after they hit play on YouTube. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. A click's a click, right? <laughs> Before wow. you nod out, make sure you hit play yeah. on our YouTube <laughs> channel and subscribe. Yeah, because it'll play. Actually, before you nod off, hit play at episode one. And then you could just wake up by episode 35 and we'll get all those clicks. Yeah, I love it. So, it's on paper. Um, so before we get to you, I just want to celebrate something that we never thought would ever happen on this podcast in, in life and anything, really. And that's Parker getting Spotify. Yeah. Wow. You know, Parker, if you could I got just... more applause than yeah. you being clean, man. <laughs> It's more exciting. Give him the give him the mic, you know, because then we we're passing the mic back. I finally and forth. got the mic. So what what made you take this leap into the, the uh, whatever century we're up? It to? was that summer deal, man. Ninety nine cents for three months. I mean, how the fuck could you say no to that? You know, so. And it's funny because to me, you could have told me it was fifty dollars a month, and I would have been like, absolutely worth every fucking penny. This guy's like ninety nine cents. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'll do it. <laughs> That's completely. I got four quarters in my pocket. Let's do it. You know. So, so you jumped on that. Yeah. What, are you, what are you going to do when the price goes up to ten dollars? 
Oh, I'm like I'm sold on it already. I'm sold on it already. I mean, everything from the music to the podcast, I fucking love it. I mean, it already started like creating like. Uh, oh yeah, it does the daily. Mix yeah, for it's you. fucking crazy. It's like some like fucking like technology shit, but uh, I fucking love it. <laughs> so yeah, big fan, big fan. Okay, good. So, do, you, do you have Spotify? No, left? I don't have. Sp- well, I mean, I sort of do, but I, I'm not paying for it. You know, the the whatever the introductory nonsense is. Oh, uh-huh. so you have the free one? Yeah, the free. What yeah. does the free do? You know, I don't really know. It just kind of throws a whole bunch of nonsense at me. You know, after it like runs through sort of an album, like a. It, so it takes whatever album is in there, kind of mixes it all up. So, and then it kind of intersperses some other nonsense that is completely not even close to any of the. Um, you know, whatever you call it, the uh, the algorithms. Uh, yeah. You know, what like kind the, of, what kind like of the data is just weird. I'm, I don't know. So, like, let's say I'm rocking out. I don't know. I was listening to some Peter Gabriel the other day, and all of a sudden there's like some really strange hipster band that all of a sudden was on. I'm like, this has no correlation I, I, that I can. Actually but it, figure but it, it out. probably does because they're might. probably influenced by Peter Gabriel, and it, they probably it, say it. Maybe, maybe. I'm sorry. Are you guys? Uh, are you guys like? Uh, are they like one of your sponsors? Spotify? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah. they are. Oh, yeah, great! Definitely. Here I am talking. <laughs> yeah, I got the spokesperson them. blowing me under the table right <laughs> nice. now. As you speak. I'm just checking. Yeah. Uh, you know. What? See, because because oh, me, I'd be like, oh, you know, I'd be like probably like Brian, you know, maybe rock out the ninety nine cents, and then you know, I have on my my calendar would be set to make sure that I cancel. But to me, you know, it, after like, ninety nine, for for you and I, like it's like it's the best ten dollars that I spend all month. <laughs> It's one of the greatest things besides the birth of my son yeah, that's ever happened like to next me. To, next to next to the birth of your son, it, there's like Spotify. It, yeah, wow. I mean, it's I have access to everything, everything. like ever made practically. Yeah, in the car, wherever I am, you could. I have zip, it at work all day. You could oh, zap cool. it to whatever Bluetooth. Like, yeah. if you're a fan of music, I just can't. If, Rob Link in the back. Do you have Spotify? No, for a specific reason. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! What I is your specific? My phone to sync up in my car yet. You know what? Get, get over here. Get over here. Man. I, I, get over here on the mic, please. I need to hear this. Rob Link is in the house. He's uh, creeping in the back. Go ahead. Uh, I can't on get it mic, to bro. sync to. Is that better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I can't get it to sync to my car. So Sam, you're a genius at phone aux stuff. Cable, you sold man. me a phone. Mm-hmm. No, okay. it doesn't work. I tried the Bluetooth. I tried the aux cable. I tried. Get a new uh, car, yo. Yeah. <laughs> my lease has got another year and a half. I'm getting rid of it for Spotify. I'm not even going Honda again. I don't wow. even play. I like. I'll play. I only listen to music going to work, so that's the only time I would need it. But uh, and I drop like thirty to fifty bucks a month on albums, so Spotify's a no-brainer. Yeah. But I need to use it. Right. Right. Gotcha. Wow. And okay. I got the 180 gig iPod that Sam knows what's up on those. So yeah, you know what? And that was like the introduction of me caving in on Spotify. It was once my 160 shit the bed. I got ten gigs left, and it, I'm scared. It just shit the bed, and and I I like my girlfriend had it, and then one day I tried it because it, it there was like a, the free trial, and after the free trial I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm yeah. like, I never have like out of the zillion years that I spent collecting music and moving and like fucking CD boxes and cassette boxes and laser disc or whatever the fuck you had, <laughs> eight tracks, <laughs> um. It just, it's fucking amazing. It's its the future. What, what, what I love about it is, um, it, you know, how a lot of people, and we can't stand them, like, oh, there's no good music made today, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's just, there's a ton of music made, but it, it's, you, there's a lot to sort through. There's some gems out there, but it's an easy way for me to listen every week, everything that comes out, and find some hidden gems that would have went by me otherwise. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
So uh, that's why I like it. I, it's almost to the point where I don't even like listening to old music that I know. I'm constantly can thirst, you know, quench my thirst for new stuff constantly. It's almost you know? like like Pornhub. It's like I keep like I stay on one video and I'm thinking like there's got to be something maybe that I want that I'm missing, and then I just keep going and and checking out new videos. So it's like the same thing. It's like no matter. What, yeah, totally. Nice. Cue the sound effects. <laughs> now, if I could just get Metallica for like a ninety-nine cent like fucking concert, you know, I be, still be, can't believe. Be it. fucking do ready. You know, to, do you know the story? Be do ready you, to go. Do you like there. Metallica, Ralph? Uh, um, Talking uh, to that motherfucker. Uh, well, I'm uh, not really, guys. I gotta be honest. Not just who gives a shit. To so be know, honest, they always always kind of see like uh, I don't know. I won't take I, anybody's I, I, opinion. I don't know. It's really weird because. Yeah, they seem kind of like posers to me from like the get go, which is weird. I, I, just I, say I it. It's I'm, I am, I'm saying it. Yeah. Mm. What? Like they're not listening. Me saying, me saying. Yeah, po- it's a new no, no, Trust me, they're listening. Don't <laughs> worry. Yeah. Right. They're they, one of the sponsors. Damn they're, it. They're scouring the internet. You forget Napster, man. What? You know, they're scouring the internet for their name or, or whatever being used. No doubt. Watch so, that thing. But the, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I know I'm going to piss a lot of people off. By saying that, but you're gonna get a I lot mean, of Twitter I'd, rage. Yeah, you know, I mean, I always always found other bands to be a lot more engaging as far as uh, as metal goes, like Spinal Tap. Well, no, uh, Spinal Tap. Yeah, my they're referring to my uh, my little uh, softball jersey that has know, Spinal Tap on it. Do you know that I've never ever seen the movie? So great! Oh wow! Yeah, Are you fucking I know, crazy? I know. You need to borrow that before no. Annihilation. I know. Isn't that God. fucked up? It's kind of fucked up, right? Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. It's fucked up on like a film lover level and as a guy <laughs> in a band. Yeah, in a it's band. like a law that you got to watch that shit. Absolutely. It, it, I'm, I'm going to take a picture for for the Instagram later. So That's See, I uh, thought you never seen you um, like, Let me get out oh, of fucking phases. What about my hair? I don't know, man. <laughs> okay, good. I thought it was bad you never saw uh, Phantasm. But this I is still, way worse. I still haven't seen Phantasm. Him, this is still? worse. Give this him Phantasm. <laughs> Spinal Tap might be worse, though, that he hasn't seen. <laughs> and and you know what else? I'll, I'll give you... In the, the peace section. This is your not seeing... This is your, like, Metallica <laughs> Parker moment. This is right my here. Parker moment. Yeah. You know what else I have never seen? Uh, what? what? Do I have it? Drum okay, roll. ready? Suspiria. Give him Suspiria, Dan. Suspiria. That shit's <laughs> overrated as fuck anyway. It's good. It's in the S section. I think... <laughs> when when do I tell Parker I don't have a DVD player? Watch well, that early on in case you fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> Suspiria's pretty good. Okay, so out of these three, I have Suspiria, Phantasm, and Spinal Tap. I would Tap. watch it in the order that he handed it to you. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. let's go. Par- uh, which one should I watch first, Langan? I agree. Spinal Tap. Spinal yeah. Tap yeah, first. Totally. Yeah. You agree, Ralph? Uh, Ralph agrees. Yes. As he Parker. Same thing. I would do Spinal Tap, Phantasm, Suspiria. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Reverse it. <gasps> you would? Because yeah. uh. like Langan said, Suspiria, you might fall asleep during if you're tired. Okay. Oh, they kind of ramp taken, up. Well, I mean, you're going to do it all in one night? Awesome. I told you I'm sober now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, before the <laughs> Dario people get on my, my ass about that, like, I just, it's a beautiful looking film. Yeah. I mean, it's original looking as fuck. I just, I find his storylines and shit just tedious and fucking... Is that's it because you're of, racist towards the, Italians? Awful. It's <laughs> that, too. That's one of the better ones, though. Yeah. I work in the construction yeah. business, bro. Uh, Come on. Speaking I've had of, enough. So. <laughs> what, what do you do? Um, do you, so you like Suspiria? 
Uh, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about like it being remade? <laughs> I'm curious to see. I, I really am curious to see that one. What do you think of remakes in general? Uh, remakes depends. Depends, I mean, right? Some of them are you know utter dross and crap, and then some of them are pretty uh, cool. They offer a little something extra. But like sometimes, um, and, and I'm not like an, a remake hater. Like uh-huh. some people bring it up and like it, but every now and then there's certain things where I'm like, I just why. You know, right. like when they're talking about remaking Big Trouble in Little China, Ugh, I'm no. thinking like, how could it possibly be any better? I mean, you saw how yeah. well that fucking Overboard remake did. I didn't even. I think know it was in out. the theater for what 17 fucking hours. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was hard. Yeah. Odd fact about that. Yeah. Talk into that motherfucker. Odd fact about the Overboard because I'm a nerd and I do nothing at work but look at Go shit. Ahead. I'm not supposed to say that. But Go ahead, I nerd. Uh, yeah, I look at movie <laughs> stuff. That is the biggest nice. money-making movie that studio has ever put out, and it was a flop. So, who was in it? Anna Faris, right? Yeah, Anna Faris was in it. Yeah, I like her. I was, I was like, oh, Goldie Hawn. Duh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, you mean the remake? The remake. But here's like the the other one that really that came out recently, or that you know talk about it, which I just don't understand. Arachnophobia. Yes. Uh, Arachnophobia is so good. Uh. Yeah, like you never saw it. My turn, yeah. No, I've never seen <laughs> arachnophobia. Oh, I have. Oh, shit. See, now I can't I even arachno- see it. Because I have arachnophobia, so I refuse to buy it. Oh, like you... Like in real life. Oh. Uh, Here's the deal. Did you watch it, Ralph? Arachnophobia? Yeah. You know, I, I've actually never watched that. Okay. Yeah. And you saw it, Parker? Yeah. I, I've, it's one of my favorite animals. It's one of... You, right? G- give, the, give the shit to this guy right here. How good is it? It's phenomenal. It's one of the best Amblin movies. John Goodman was amazing as the... Uh, exterminator it, guy it's just so it's funny it's scary it made me scared of spiders till this day probably but it was amazing it was really entertaining like something that i i couldn't imagine like i just can't believe they made a movie about spiders that entertaining and, and it the... wasn't eight-legged freaks no mm. eight-legged freaks big ass spider was pretty good too but like a yeah, mouse hunt same thing so at any rate <laughs> back to metallica um oh, okay so <laughs> I'm sorry to uh, no go ahead, but no because I know you're gonna get some hate mail and some other stuff. I know the only thing is, yeah, really mail. No, all right. Why why would you get mail? <laughs> no email. You know what I mean. Whatever. But uh, I just feel like I need to clear the air a little bit. All right. It it's just there's a certain like kind of pretense that I've always felt that they brought. That's all. Musically, I think they're they're great. Lars is eh, drummer wise, eh, he's all right. But I mean, other guys I thought thought brought it in that era. A hell of a lot harder, and uh, go ahead. Like who? True, name like names. Iron Maiden. Really? Straight up. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. You know what? Let's do. Let's do either or right now. Oh Uh-oh. boy. Let's do either or, and we're gonna go. The name two. Langan. The name two. Yeah, we're gonna do. All right. Shout out to fucking anyone posting this on Facebook because it's fun. Iron Maiden or Metallica, Langan. Give him the mic. Oh. Can I get one of those uh, um, fucking There's polars? There's a lot of, lot of consternation. Right I got it. <laughs> wow. Oh, this, this here it comes. Being that I'm only into Please. the first four Metallica albums, I got to go Maiden. Ah. Hmm. And But those first four albums are four of the greatest albums ever made in history yeah. to me. But overall, the career and what they meant to me, probably Maiden. They're pretty phenomenal. I have to, I mean, Ralph, shoot. I'd, I'd have to say that those are pretty phenomenal albums. Mm-hmm. The first that. four. First four, uh, you know. You're a load guy? 
No. No, okay. no but you, <laughs> word on the street, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> at any rate, uh, yeah, for the folks at home, I'm just pointing fingers at Sam. So uh, it's all good. Um, no, I'm just being stupid. But um, yeah, man. Uh, so either or for me, I, I think I just I just yeah. answer that. Let's make Iron that Maiden. shit official. Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden. Okay. Yeah. What's your fa- favorite Maiden album? Oh, man. That's tough. Uh, for the rawness, probably Killers. Oh, so you're going Deano? Yeah. Wow. Which is a little weird for the rawness. But I'm going to go with Power Slave. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Probably, I mean, overall, I would say Power Slave. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Yeah, man. We, uh, I'm going to go see the Iron Maidens. They're playing with Judas yeah, Priestess. Yeah, at Mulcahy's. That's a so, that's a good time. When's yeah. that? Uh, the 29th. All right. It's a Friday. Very cool. So Parker, Maiden, well, Metallica. Real quick, though, also playing at Mulcahy's is Mini Kiss, which if you don't know what that is. <laughs> no <laughs> fucking way. If you don't know what that is, it's four little people. I Are said, you kidding I said little me? people playing Kiss songs. Right. The good Kiss, not the basketball jersey Kiss, so let's get that straight, too. But uh, that's true. When is that? August. Uh, I think it's August sometime. You have to go to that. Yeah. Um, either or Metallica. No brainer for me. You know. I mean, if it was like either or like Slayer Sepultura, that'd be a little bit tougher yeah, for that's, me. But that's tough. But Metallica for me all the way. Uh, wow. I don't really have an answer. So the first four Metallica records are amazing. Um, Injustice for All is the best Metallica album for me. Yep. Mm. Um, Maiden Puppets is pretty sweet though man I don't know That's tough Everything from Killers To Seventh Son When you really break it down Who has albums More albums that I enjoy the most Oh It's Iron Maiden Yeah <laughs> It's so That's tough yeah. <laughs> It's so tough Yeah It's it's fucking Maiden When you were talking about Killers and Diano You know Shout out to them for not remaking their first two albums with Dickinson singing. That yeah, would be right. like, that's like a move. That's like a Megadeth Peop- move. Yeah, Megadeth does that. Ozzy did that with his first two. They re-recorded the drums, right? And with well, Mike Borden and Dave, shit. Dave Mustaine also. Dave Mustaine went back in. Give him that mic. Dave Mustaine went back in and re-recorded, uh, I think, Countdown and maybe even Euthanasia. It redid the drums because he fucking hated Nick Menza so much. Wow. Yeah. R.I.P. So, um, okay, cool. So, Ralph, just tell us about your, you have a company. So, what's it called? Uh, The Evocative Workshop. What do you do there? Uh, Basically, all all the stuff that I was saying before, uh, special effects makeup, creature creation, uh, audiovisual design and direction. Um, It just, it's basically an augmentation of, you know, my kind of career, uh, creative uh, strategies and you know all that kind of goodness so really uh, what we try to focus on is film and television and um, and uh, just kind of working in those uh, milieus and some theatrical uh, productions as well it's Matter- all practical effects you do CGI you do primarily right now we are a, a practical shop um, as I'm kind of ramping up uh, and trying to train a couple of folks on some uh, of the better portions of using ZBrush, but basically that's kind of to augment, you know, some of the uh, 3D um, printing and stuff like that that we're really trying to push into. 
Yeah, um, 3D printing stuff's like pretty crazy. Vice did a piece on it recently on HBO, which was like uh, I didn't really know too much of it. Like I knew the concept of it, but to, to actually see them take like 15 minutes mm-hmm. of the episode to explain it and all that other stuff. So, how know. do you feel about? I know that's always like a thing with horror fans too, especially is the CGI versus practical effects. CGI versus practical. I mean, they both have their own. You know, they're they're just tools, really. I mean, uh, do I think a lot of the CGI stuff uh, could be a lot better if it was grounded in some sort of reality. Um, absolutely. Could I think, do, do I think I should say that some of the practical stuff could be amped up with proper augmentation of, you know, CGI? Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it suits, you know, kind of the, uh, the effect, I mean, go for it. Uh, I'm not a purist in that respect, but um, I do think that, with a lot of the CGI stuff, um, there is a, uh, and especially bad CGI, because there's some, the, the whole point of... What makes of, bad CGI? Well, the whole point of either good or bad effects is whether or not you actually can tell that they're an effect. If you can tell, they're bad. <laughs> so that's kind of part of the uh, the joke of it. Um, so, you know, I, I would much prefer um, to be, you know, in a in a theater, and I think a lot of audiences would probably agree with me that they just want to be lost in that story. They just want to, you know, they don't want to be like, oh, okay, here's the gratuitous effects here is the, you know, which some effects, like if you're going into like a schlocky kind of a thing or whatever, or something that you just know effects are going to be, you're going to be bombarded with, you may want to just have a fun, fun fest of, you know, effects stuff like hitting you, you know, like an evil dead movie or something like that, of course, you know, so there's, I think, but, I mean, for me, you know, generally the tone, I kind of just like to get lost in the films. And it's, you know, increasingly harder to do that, you know, because we, we're so inundated with different technologies and stuff like that. We see everything on the screen and, you know, it's like, uh, it's a little crazy. What do you I, think of a movie like uh, The Shape of Water? Shape of Water? Um, I'm going to piss a lot of people off here, too. Go ahead. Um, I happen to uh, really, uh, I like. Easy. I like. Easy. I like Easy. the stuff, but, uh, you know, I, I got a big butt again. Um, I, I love a lot of uh, Guillermo del Toro's stuff, but you I- You can I, say it, man. I thought that I shit am. was whack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was I, overrated. I, I, I thought it was overrated. Um, I felt like it was Abe Sapien on steroids. <laughs> And I'm like, you, okay. You can call him a fat hack if you want. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, Abe Sapien, meaning the uh, oh, all right. the, the, the fish creature <laughs> oh, the fish from guy. Hellboy. Okay, all right, never mind that. Yeah, so, I mean, there's kind of like this motif of, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, but, maybe. But I think visually that movie <laughs> yeah. was gorgeous. Totally. But Oh, it's beautiful. It, but, but it was wrapped in a story that was just. casualness about, yeah, I fucked that. Did you fuck that fish? Yeah. yeah right. That, exactly. Know, like, well, it just. It, it, like, you it, wouldn't drop your mop, you know? And I've I said know. it before. They got the merry maid cleaning up the government facility. <laughs> oh, yeah, that fucking creature ate this guy's hand in there. Could you girls mop that shit up? <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I couldn't get past that. No, but I think... And I know it's a fairy tale, and yeah, I, was supposed I, to, I just nah. can't get there, I guess. I agree. It's too much part, of a cynic. Yeah, part of me feels that way, and the other part of me like it acknowledges that that's what a movie can be like, and I think that they hit that, where it's like, you just leave that... Uh, you you bring your imagination and what... Uh, uh, you know, the world he created, and visually, and all that other shit, and you know, and you're not looking for realistic-type shit... 
but um i i just know like the effects mm. were like really well done like obviously a ton of cgi but you couldn't really you know right no i mean it, it was good i mean you know some of the blinks and all that stuff as far as the makeup goes they, they utilized cgi blinks and i think if i'm not mistaken i didn't really delve too much into you know all of the uh, the effects work on that because i was just kind of, i gotta be honest i was a little turned off i was just like oh, okay well there's abe sapien from hellboy in a tank and now he's you know, having sex with women. I'm like, okay, that's that's pretty much one it. man. One. It, was one only, man. it was only one. It was only one. Right. Well, you yeah. Know. <laughs> Don't ruin the guy's monogamy. I mean, well, I, I think you're being a little, you know, making an assumption there because you know she, she might not be, uh, you know, identifying that way. That so, is true. That is true. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> she may be pluralistic. I don't know. I'll, I'll but, Google uh, that. So when you watch a movie like that uh, and you see the effects, are you to the point of, of like your career where you know how they do everything? No, no. And I, I think if, if that ever becomes the point, then I'll probably like not even be interested trying anything anymore. It's um, just constant learning. Yeah, man. It's, that's the one great thing about it. I mean, for me, um, uh, the reason I got into the whole thing was uh, to this whole business was uh, from a directing kind of slant on things. You know, back in the day, I saw you know some real pivotal films for me. One of which was Star Wars. You know, and um, I was like, you know, what a, an amazing world was kind of created there and all that stuff. Because I'm into world building. You know, so the Guillermo del Toro stuff is up my alley. And um, and I was like, okay, well, what separates you know, directors who do this kind of work. And of course, you know, like all the Henson stuff with Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. You know, Labyrinth. Yeah. yeah, that was later on. But um Dark Crystal was bugged out. Like as from a the kid. D se- do you ever see that? We can grab that too. Yeah, let me get that D too. Section. Yeah, Rob, Rob Link. Nah, <laughs> D I don't have a DVD player. I don't know why he keeps grabbing movies. Get, get him a DVD player while we're at it. <laughs> Go to the D section. Uh, I haven't owned a DVD player in forever. VCRs, we got five. What do you need? I just I basically beat off on Spotify. Yeah, so, got, uh, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I'm streaming nice. shit. Got the uh, <laughs> disorderly. Got whatever. the the yellow Walkman if you need it for the uh, for the pool. That's you know. cool. <laughs> is it is that the fat boys disorders yeah. nice oh good one that's, that's, that's a, a that's a great fucking movie great movie oh, for the remake. relax on that remake with disorderlies <laughs> well what are the fat boys doing now are they Who even alive the remake of disorderlies i think i think you have a couple what of band would you base that around did a couple of them die already or like well, at least one of them gotta did. be well yeah one's we, dead no but we have to replace them with someone it's so who, what, what's a fat rock band like crowbar <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in 2019, we should pitch fucking Kurt. You know that that uh, you know, uh, Crowbar should remake Disorderlies. <laughs> Send the word out. So, but uh, going back to what you were saying, yeah, man, Star uh, Wars. Just you know, <laughs> I think I was a little past Star Wars, but yeah, no. So like, you know, I saw all those cool movies back in the day when I was growing up, and and I'm dating myself, of course, but um. You know, the the thing is, is that I was like, what really separates these type of movies from, you know, some of the other conventional movies that I saw? And, and uh, another one that really caught me was uh, was Amadeus. Um, and that also had, I didn't know at the time, and that had serious special effects in it with uh, the aging of, uh, of the antagonist, for Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, played by F. Murray Abraham, uh, Salieri. Uh, Salieri's character, when he, you know, he's 
pre- presented uh, as a, a young young uh, boy, and then you know as a as a middle aged man, and then as an old man. Um, it, not necessarily in that order, but um, the old and and two of those you know two of those versions were played by the same actor, the the middle aged man and the and the old man by F. Murray Abraham, and um, and it was makeup. It was a phenomenal makeup by Dick Smith, who's like, I mean, Dick Smith's, you know, probably legendary. the legend, the legendary Dick Smith. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's probably one of the most significant uh, makeup artists, you know, he's now since passed. But um, so as a kid, all these things are just like mounting up, right? Yeah. It's, it's so, almost like us listening to like, you know, because we joined bands. Abs- absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm, I was in bands too, but <laughs> that's a whole nother story. That's another thing. But um, so the. The difference was was the technology was really married with the stories, and you know, and I was like, "All right, well, I want to learn that technology so that I mean, I kind of figured I hadn't had an eye and had an idea for for directing and stories and stuff like that. Even at a young age, you know, I was writing stuff down. I had scripts and stuff that I was writing as a kid, and I'm like, "Well, I want to learn, you know, how I can participate in this kind of transformative kind of." you know, world building and so on and so forth. And character really, I mean, when I saw, I want to say, uh, it has to be probably some of the the oldest stuff that I saw was, you know, like Phantom of the Opera and stuff like that with Long, Long Chaney Sr. And um, Nosferatu. In, yeah, well, not even so much Nosferatu. I mean, now, you, long, now you're dating yourself. That's right. killer makeup, though. That's, for an old that's predating though. himself. Amazing <laughs> makeup. But yeah, no, that was amazing. Um, but, uh, one thing that appealed to me was Lon Chaney was like, and I was a, a theater kid actually growing up I, as a result of all this stuff. Um, and uh, I was like, wow, that's one guy who was doing all of these different makeups on himself and portraying all these different characters. Um, and there's a, there's a, a sundry list of his stuff. So I'm like, all right. So for me, the world building is great. The idea of directing all this stuff. And I was like, all right, I just got jazzed on making not just effects, you know, but actual characters and creatures that actually had a full kind of background and, and a depth to them that were brought to screen. So that's why for me, like Salieri was massively important to me. Um, it's still one of my favorite makeups of all time. And uh, yeah, with that, you know, I, I just kind of built on that and, um, I want to also bring up the fact that my dad, um, you know, from a young age, my mom and dad, they brought me to, uh, you know, movies really, really young. And I was in, you know, in the theater watching Jaws and I was in a, uh, a drive-in theater watching like, you know, I think it was Dawn of the Dead, the original, you know, stuff like that. And I, I was like, what? I don't even know how I was probably four years old, five years old, <laughs> a little, little strange, but I was like, and that. You know, it was like Parents laughing didn't care and back stuff. then. Parents just, you know, like my mom let me watch whatever the fuck I wanted. <clears throat> you know, like I got the okay to go like the mom and pop <laughs> shop and like. It's probably just cheaper to take you to get a babysitter. <laughs> fuck right. It, you know? <laughs> just shut some the nightmares. fuck up in the back while I make out with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so um, I do remember one time my dad wanted to like bang my mom. We were somewhere and he was just like. Your mom needs a little push in the bush. <laughs> I was just like, honestly. Whenever was, you start bro, a story, like my dad and I get a little was, nervous after the early I was, episode. Right. Oh, yeah. I was probably like eight or nine and stuff. So, 
Uh, he was like <laughs> that's just how he talked. Yeah, definitely. So he was a slob. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. I think yeah. I need another one of those beers. Grab so another, um, grab another beer. Yeah, yeah. God. Little uh, little little Kuka banana nut brown ale from Indian Brewing Company. So what what's the the better of the movies? Uh, a New Hope, Empire, or Return of the Jedi? Oh man, come on. Ah, come on. I need to know. Of the three? Yeah, of the three. Of the originals. I mean, well, I mean, the the one and two, you can't really compare. They're kind of like different things going on. But I mean, as far as being fully like ensconced in Star Wars, Empire is the the one for me. It is, right? I mean, it really is. Yep. Me too. I mean, Star Wars, you know, four, episode four. I can't, man, I can't even like conceptualize of, of calling these things, oh, episode four, A New Hope. You know, I'm just like, no, Star Wars. Yeah. You know, for me, it's like, but Star Wars was, uh, you know, that was the gateway drug, definitely. And uh, I was like, wow, you know, I mean, the cantina scene, you had all these creatures and stuff that you never saw, you know, you never saw that on Star Trek or anything like that. Star Trek, you got a little bump on your nose. Oh, you're, you're an alien. Well, (laughs) it's like now, now you're really stirring the pot. (laughs) Well, no. You're getting some outrage now. Well. No, but listen, the Star Star Trek, the writing for Star Trek, and and like the cinematography and the and the you know, I mean, the, he was making out with Uhura. Yeah, well, Through I mean, that. you've got that Spec. going forward if you're into that sort of thing, uh, you know, well, making out shape with of water, women, sure. yeah, <laughs> shape of water guy. All right, so, uh, but women, that's not exactly a woman if it's Uhura. Uh, Uhura is a woman, but I mean, like something Whoa. like the green alien chick. Oh no, 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 you no, probably no, were into no, that, huh? No. <laughs> A little bit. Why not? Yeah, a little shape of water, right? That's all right. She was fit, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know, right. I'm sure. You know, it's just TV show. You I mean, it went in space, off. yo. With that, you know, <laughs> whatever happens in Get space busy. stays in space. <laughs> right, right. I mean, hey, Bill Paxton was making out with the Octarian. Bill Paxton was making out with with the Octarian and uh, <laughs> aliens, you know. So, all right, oh, man. R.I.P. What a catalog that guy has. Yeah, so, yeah. um, so going back to to your workshop thing, like, so, so yeah. basically, what is it like? If I wanted to learn from you, I just sign up. No. So uh, the fact that it's a workshop isn't necessarily in the parlance of uh, just like learning stuff. It's not like a. All right, then I'm an idiot. Tell me. No, no, it's okay. So the fact it's a workshop is I do work in there. Oh, okay. Right. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's mm. like. Um, I thought it was just like one of those things where you were like kind of like passing the baton, teaching some shit. Well, I've done that. Um, and it's it's kind of the whole teaching thing is kind of an interesting. Uh, it's a double edged sword of sorts. Um, where did you go to school? Like, to learn? well, I I actually studied um, at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. And uh, I was an actually I was an industrial design. Uh, they had this program called Industrial Design Technology. Um, and I was an industrial designer, you know, I, I learned all that stuff, but so we had stuff, you know, that affected all sorts of areas of fabrication for me. I mean, you know, we actually had movie special effects related stuff like makeups and animatronics and stuff like that, which is the main reason I chose that school. And then, um, we also had like stuff like car design and exhibit design and, uh, you know, I designed a dark ride based on Labyrinth there, which was kind of interesting. Um, so you can see I was like kind of geared for like some of those kinds of uh, more fantasy related. And that's the other thing is that a lot of people think that us special effects guys are, oh, you're, you guys make heads blow up and stuff like that. I mean, we do stuff like that. Um, 
But for me, it was always about characters and, and something of a transformative kind of world-building experience. So something like Labyrinth, you know, always stuck in my head, you know. Um, that was huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just watched, like, the 30-year, like, what, two years ago? They, they Like, somewhere in, like, Farmingdale, they, they did, like, a screening, and it's just so great. Like, it's, like, the music, like, Bowie, Jennifer Connelly. Like, I just, it's so... Like, as a kid, that movie just really fucking hit over the Dark Crystal. The Dark Crystal was okay. There was something about Labyrinth, and I think it might have been um, might have been the songs that mm-hmm. just, like, hit and just made me feel, like, pure love for it. So. Yeah. Bowie's hair. Fantastic. <laughs> that bowie. It's ridiculous. Give <laughs> <laughs> his camel toe. Eyes up high, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so basically, no one goes to the workshop. So that's kind of like no, your... no. That, that people go to the workshop. Um, when did you start making heads explode? When did I do that? But that was way. You mean for the the school or for the just fucking anything? Uh, like anything. when did when did you start? Like, like what was like your first like job doing something wild like that? Ah, uh, first wild job. Ugh, I, don't, I don't really know. Uh, it's got to be 94. Um, actually, in school, I did a pretty cool shot with... Uh, I actually got... We, we had to design some stuff uh, for... Basically, to present for film. So, I guess that was my first foray into that. And I got one of my teachers. He was a um, he's a pretty well-known guy in the industry, uh, Jerry Gurgley. And um, he helped me... Uh, by doing a squib shot where basically the back of this uh, this actor's head gets blown out. So I had to figure out the angles, had to kind of work with him a little bit and stuff. And, and Jerry, you know, actually got the shot. So that was my first head-blowing experience. And <laughs> it was pretty significant. I was like, yeah, so here's, here's the director aspect coming out in me. I thought that was kind of cool. But as far as me working on a film and, and kind of getting uh, a really crazy... Um, thing to happen um, was probably in 94 and uh, that was right after school but the film actually never made it uh, I got pulled onto it and uh, it was called Thrummer T-H-R-U-M-M-E-R it was a sh- like uh, it was a feature film it was probably my, one of my first features and uh, I'm trying to think if that's Jeff yeah. Speakman in it? Uh, I don't think there was any any uh, real... Cynthia Rothrock? <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Was yeah, that a man. No? Uh, I, I don't know, man. Okay. You're just throwing stuff at me. I'm just like... Uh, <laughs> and I'm trying to, like, picture these people, and I'm, I'm pretty bad with names, I Do guess. Do you know? <laughs> it's yeah. just some girl, China O'Brien, but it's just completely random. I mean, I just... China O'Brien? <laughs> Yeah, and the other guy was in the, the perfect game. weapon. The perfect weapon. Oh, oh. Yeah. you got that? No, nah. no, that that one I don't got. Maybe, don't maybe, the, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. Rob, maybe get, I me, need get to... me the perfect weapon uh, in the piece. Fair. No, uh. Just kidding. Maybe I need to bring that one home. Uh. Back in the day, and it never made it into the theater, and that was the first time I ever realized movies don't go directly to theater; they can go straight to video. Yeah. They go oh, straight yeah. to video, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, the Especially pops. now. Like now, I think it's just there's so much stuff. No. Well, now they now they just go right to streaming. Half well, of because them, there's you know? so much content. Like yeah. you know, it's like you, do you want to spend money to basically 
sit in a theater or do you want to go directly to consumer and like, you know, uh, uh, do you know anything about that, Ralph? Like uh, the business side of it? Sure. What do you want to know? What? I mean, <laughs> why, why would someone go, you know, is it just more of a risk to move it to theater? No, absolutely. When you could just go directly to like, right? Well, I mean, are, are you talking about in this day and age or back in the day of, you know, direct to oh, this day. VHS? This day. Well, now it's, you know, everything is digital. So your the distribution system is like hardly any amount of money compared to you having physical items that you had to ship. Absolutely. Yeah. There's insure. no duplication. There's you not, it's to, just, yeah. 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 So, so on one side, it's, you know, probably better because you're not printing, you know, a thousand of something that is just going to sit somewhere. You could just shoot your, you know, your digital content. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side, it's like, there's so much stuff. Right. You know, you can. Are you going to go to Redbox? Are you going to go to fucking Hulu? You're going to go to Netflix? Are you going to go to Amazon? Like, mm. how sure. do you how do you even monetize something like that? Right. It's just bizarre. Well, you know, what's interesting is the consortium that uh, became Movies Anywhere. Have you guys heard of that? No. So what you can do is you can buy something on Vudu or oh yeah or I, I've done that yeah or iTunes or whatever fire. <laughs> you can do any one of those, and if they're uh, sort of interlinked with this Movies Anywhere system, you can watch them on basically any of these interlinked platforms. Like, So let's say I, I don't know, I've got Hellboy 2 on Vudu. Or I, actually, I think I got it on, um, no, I bought that on iTunes. I'm able to now that I've linked into the Movies Anywhere service, I'm able to watch that across different platforms and um like go to I think I, I can go to it basically unifies your voodoo your um like Amazon or Amazon even Disney Disney movies they're yeah. all kind of interlinked into this movies anywhere um hmm. platform where do you see like the future um where do I see the future yeah I'm saying like stuff like this is just gonna keep going well it depends uh yeah I mean it, I mean, the future is is what we make it, I guess. But um, what are we going to make of it then? I have like no Carl Sagan, what's going on? I have no idea. What's, what's happening? Here? I have no idea. Well, like, how how are theaters going to fare? Like in well, I mean, thirty years, you know, like where where is that going to be? Well, I'm, we're we're definitely getting into more, you know, hyper actualized experiences. I mean, you know, there's like the 4D theaters and all this nonsense. You have the art, you know, Regal's got RPX formats, which are like they're pulling out any bells and whistles. It's just yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah. just dropped that Movie Pass. Yeah, which that was, was twenty bucks. It was 10 bucks, wasn't it? Well, actually, the new one that they just threw, I think, what was it, AMC? Yes. So AMC, you could sign up for, for 20 bucks a month, and you could watch up to 12 movies a month, uh, which I think mm-hmm. is a great deal. Sure. Because no I one's going to go was, to the movie. I thought, are we talking about the same thing? Because yeah, There was an $8 one, but this it one's didn't different. didn't work out, though, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know first, what's going on with uh, that. This just came out today. This this was done by the same guy, one of the, the same guys who created Netflix. Okay. He branched off. Movie Pass is this the same thing? Yes. Let me look real quick because I and said they it. couldn't quite figure out. I mean, basically, you can walk into almost any movie theater. Oh, not actually, just AMC. it's different. Look out, Movie Pass, AMC theaters adds twenty dollar. Yeah. So it's just exclusively. So Movie Pass is the right, the one yeah. that. Yeah. It's like a subscription service. You can go wherever and. It's like eight bucks, yeah. and I, I I don't know how that one works, but. This one seems a little bit more realistic, and you know, for twenty dollars to just go to any movie up to twelve, like who, no one's watching twelve movies a month. Mm-hmm. Not in the theater. I watch it at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I barely. Yeah. 
You know, what I like about doing it at home is I could watch 30 minutes. Well, yeah. And right. then, you can't beat the convenience. I mean, shit. Right. Well, know? let's face facts. I mean, they're not making their money on ticket sales. You know, those ticket sales are going concession. to... Yeah, concession's yeah. where it's at. Yeah. And whatever other services you can provide your audience. I mean, it's like... But I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, you know, a movie, you know, uh, Carl Sagan, Carl Sagan, right. <laughs> or, or, you know what I mean? Like I shot that. Reagan. It's, I, I haven't worked at, worked the theater, you know, um, I have had other people, other friends of mine who, uh, you know, the matters theaters and stuff like that. But, uh, but it's just interesting just kind of sitting back and kind of seeing how it all works. Um, I still love the movies. Sure. Yeah. There's something to be said with getting together with them bunch of people I like going by myself <laughs> speaking yeah. of which a uh, double feature yeah well I like going by myself I just saw Hereditary have you seen that yet yeah yeah uh. <laughs> uh, okay I haven't seen it yet let's not, spo- let's not spoil it but like right. okay I was in you know until like you know like the very end and I was like I'm out it's the A24 curse. It is the A24 curse. I did yeah. love Green Room, and I can't think I of... Like, I like Green Room quite a bit. Yeah. Did you But watch... is that an A24? Yeah. Okay. Rob Link, Hereditary. And and I like uh, The Witch. No, but every review I heard was the same exact thing you just said. Okay. It was fantastic, and then the end happened, and yeah, it was a movie. My friend, my friend Josh said that it was uh, Insidious for adults, and I laughed, and I was like, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Same <laughs> question. Yeah, go ahead, get on the mic. Because I know when I'm editing later, I'm going to be like, oh, Jesus. That verse, uh, Quiet Place, I saw neither, but I've heard Hereditary over Quiet Place, mm-hmm. minus the ending. Um, I didn't see A Quiet Place yet. I no. did. Did you? Yeah. I, um... Yeah, I, I, I've only seen Hereditary. I, I liked A Quiet Place quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, is that, I mean... They definitely ask you to take some pretty huge leaps as to okay, why why would this possibly work in a quiet place? Um, and I'm not going to ruin the movie for people, but there's so many different things. Like, do you have a uh, problem suspending? Like, because I, I, when I go see a movie, and like this is like a pet peeve of mine. Like, I, I just know it's a fucking movie. Right. I had this discussion recently, and I mentioned it on the last episode about the movie Revenge, which I thought was fucking awesome. Is it realistic? Absolutely not. Hmm. But it was so violent and gory, and like the effects were brutal. Like just fucking seeing somebody dig into their foot for I a think, piece of glass. I think there's Ooh. something to be said about movies or music. You know, it coming to you or you seeing it when you're in the perfect frame of mind is you know when something really hits the spot like you were in a the mood for a you know a goofy comedy or something and it comes on whereas say you were having a really shitty day and you were pissed or something and maybe you weren't going to be feeling that comedy as much as you would on a different day i think there's a lot of that you know what i mean when you see it your headset when you see it but going back to what ralph said like you know you said with the quiet place there's certain things that you needed to accept in order to you know to to buy the story basically right. well i mean the the fact of it is is that uh, i don't think this is giving anything away but spoiler alert um bin laden dies go ahead <laughs> nice nice uh the, the simple fact is is that it, a quiet place has to do with with basically um something uh 
I, I, be of something hunting. Yes. Or, let, let, let's just say. I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, it's something that you know. Right. You, yeah, you make noise. Blah blah blah. You make noise. Right. I got that. So yeah. so the thing is, is that uh, I, 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 at a certain point, you're just kind of like, man, wouldn't breathing, like, kind of be one of those significant things? Wouldn't a heartbeat for certain things? certain scenes may be problematic you know and um i don't know uh, th- these are these are the questions i'm just like my if, overactive if, brain was like yeah because if you made that movie let's say you your yeah. your company directed and made that movie mm-hmm. and someone felt that way about it would it drive you crazy <laughs> uh would it drive me crazy if uh, well the, the thing is to kind of think some of these things through like yeah. if it's a science how would fiction, you fix that well, on on, a, on something like that, uh, I think you have to kind of appeal to not only fantasy people, but also science fiction types. And a science fiction type will actually look into the actual science as to what the heck is going on here, figure out some of these things, and don't make it so painfully obvious where your problems are in a script and kind of work those things out. <laughs> are you asking me, would I make the same movie and then be annoyed that somebody was critiquing it in the same way? Yeah, why not? Um, no. Okay. Well, I mean, yes, yes, but no. <laughs> but th- I mean, that's that's kind of like that's kind of like so- saying to somebody, "Hey, uh, hey, do, you, do your parents know you have a small penis?" <laughs> and like, what do you say to that? Yes. Do you, say yes. No. you say yes. <laughs> do you say yes? I'm Irish, baby. <laughs> and then it's like, then the question becomes, all right. So then, coming away from that, you know, why do your parents know about this? And like, there's a whole bunch of obfuscation that goes on there. So the the, the real question is, is that would wait, I have made the same question? question? Jesus Christ! <laughs> would I have made the same? Yes. The same movie. That's the first question. That's, okay. That's the truer. I, but what you're doing is really kind of setting me up for like a kind of weird I'm gray being, area. I'm just being a dick. Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> it's Wednesday. But, uh, what do you want? It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. But uh, no. How would you have approached that? Uh, well, I mean, this is like Spoilerville, so you really want to lose half your audience or whatever you're doing here? What audience? Like, <laughs> what, what, like, no one Dude, listens. Dude, I don't know. Is that anyone? I think Davey Bright. I think <laughs> Rob Link. Nate. Just, who? Nate. Nate. It's like <sighs> 10 people. <laughs> the, 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 the point is, is kind of try to figure out ways to make your characters quiet. Okay. That would be a pretty significant thing. Um you know, if if they're being hunted by something that listens, that's it. Okay. So I'm not breathe. Yeah, yeah, breathing, man. I mean, you know. So zombies would deal. live. Uh, zombies might live, uh, but they're they they're, don't they're clumsy. Word. But that's they're no they're clumsy, so they're smacking into things, right? And rustling. Very true. Very true. And mm-hmm. are they living? That's the first question that you have to ask. Yeah. So if they get snatched, doesn't really matter, right? Um, so they're not really li- the they're not really living. Stay tuned for the sequel. <laughs> yeah. So going back to your your life and career, uh, what have you been working on lately? Uh, lately, okay. So you working uh, on, on a mirror or something, right? Mirror well, there's mirror? a there's a short film. Uh, it's a f- film series, kind of like a triptych, of um, a gentleman by the name of Woody Dorless and a couple of his writing partners, and that would be uh, Joseph Wheely, and uh, I don't know if I got that right, Joe. I'm sorry about that. And uh, Emily Winter. Um, they wrote a script uh, that basically deals with suicide, and it's actually three different uh, short stories that are interlinked about different aspects of suicide and, and kind of where people are 
kind of confronting their inner selves. And uh, so it's kind of a more of an art piece. Okay, so three shorts, or is it like an anthology? It's three yeah. shorts. Three shorts. Um, I, th- I think that's how it's being presented. It's it, We just wrapped. We actually did some reshoots. Basically, it's a, the character opens his veins up, opens his arms up. I saw um, your Instagram picture. Like yep. a very, like, you know, like the effects that super fucking real. <laughs> I was Thanks. ready to call 911. Yeah, it's, I know what was going on. I'm, I'm I'm a little surprised that Instagram hasn't actually banned a lot of my stuff. Yeah, I've I've tried to you know be a little conscientious and you know you know put tags in there that you know explain what it is and stuff like that. But uh, it's pretty gruesome, you know, some of the stuff. But uh, yeah, that's at Ralph uh, That's my Instagram. But yeah, it's it for me. It was very uh, kind of a personal project too because I had a friend who committed suicide. Uh, it wasn't anything like that um, in the nature of how she went. But, uh, you know, so for me, you know, my friend Elizabeth, uh, she basically took her life. And this was kind of like giving back a little bit. So the the, the sad part about it is is that, and I, which I think they, they did a pretty decent job, a pretty even-handed job. The character in this particular scene, what drew me to it was he is really kind of bereft of his own identity. He really doesn't you know, give, doesn't give the thought um, to any of the positivity that he might have put out into the world. And I think, you know, people in suicidal ideas kind of get caught into that loop and they start ruminating on themselves and it becomes a very isolated kind of feeling. And it's a shame because I really felt, you know, we could never really fully grasp it. It's hard to understand, you know, you, but, you watch someone like an Anthony Bourdain just recently or, you know, people... It's just hard to explain, understand, and anyone who, you know, like the stupidity of like, I don't get it, I don't get it. It's like, yeah, you're not going to get it. Like, right. He was rich, he had everything, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, you're fucking simpleton. Oh, yeah. Thinking is ridiculous. You can't get into someone else's head. You can't. That's what it is. It's like you have, uh, imagine having everything and still feeling that way. Bourdain, uh, Chris Cornell. You know, these people that, that, like, you just don't know. You don't know what any is in anyone else's head. And unfortunately, you can't reach certain people, and that's the way it is. So, right. where could, like, where could we watch something like that? Did it, um, unfortunately, what's it's, it called? It's called Mirror 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 Mirror. Okay. Um, and uh, it's going to actually make some um, rounds in different festival circuits and stuff like that for right now. So, I mean, that's one of the projects that I've been working on. I also worked on a film called Albanian Gangster. Okay. which should also be going to different festivals. And that was fairly recent. As a matter of fact, we're actually, even before we sell this thing for distribution, meaning Albanian Gangster, uh, we are actually shooting, come Friday, we're actually shooting the sequel immediately. Um, well, how, how, how does that work? Um, like, you guys love the first one that much? It's, uh, yeah. I What's mean, it about? It's uh, about well, Albanian Gangsters. Yeah. The director, writer, you know, innovator of this particular film, uh, Matthew A. Brown, he's got a very impressive personality and idea about bringing character and some of the, the, the reality human beings and how they live within their, their uh, these certain enclaves of society that we just don't really know about. I mean, the Albanian gangsters and Albanian mobs, you know, they real, they're a real force to contend with in New York. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they went up against the Gambino family. Uh, there's, uh, they, I think I forget what channel, but they just did like a documentary on on, you know, like a war that they kind of had in the '90s, and it was pretty pretty wild and mm-hmm. interesting stuff. So like the Albanians were, 
definitely given like uh the Gambino crew some uh <laughs> some problems. <laughs> right. And uh it's pretty wild. It's uh you know, this particular uh film and, Is it a fictional tale or Well, so it's a fictional tale uh, and I'm going to speak initially of Albanian gangster. It's kind of a funny situation because I was brought in on it uh, with another uh, artist. And the other artist uh, said, hey, man, you know, can you do this film? You know, I'm like, what's going on with it? And uh, he wouldn't give me any information. And me not realizing that in the past I had actually discussed this with this particular artist. As he started filling me in on certain aspects of what this might entail, this job, um, he was very quick to just get me to say, hey, can you can you do it? Can you just tell me, can you do it? Can you do it? And it was one of those jobs. And I'm like, what is he not telling me? <laughs> so it turns out that Albanian Gangster, uh, the film, is a fictional tale that is actually told in a experimental way. It's actually uh, pretty crazy because um, he took a really big risk, uh, the director. He wrote an outline, kind of, piece the story together and uh, then he actually got a mix of actors and actual Albanian gangsters generally reformed and maybe some haven't reformed we don't really know about all that hopefully we can hashtag them right right uh, get the word out but um but yeah so uh, it so was there a pretty like, dynamic uh, you're, situation. You're doing the effects. You're doing the bullet holes. You're doing the fucking yeah, so, like, so smashed heads. We were brought in, right? We were brought in to kind of augment the uh, the film um, on the kind of the end of things. And uh, it was funny because I was told that they actually showed this film. Number one, I want to say that the uh, the movie itself is actually really amazingly well done. I mean, you wouldn't think that an improvisational kind of movie could, like this could be made to this level of quality. And I actually, I actually have a, a screener of it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I already got four I with me. Yeah, I can't, I can't release. I mean, I could probably show you some stuff from it. But, we can't uh, leak it to Napster. We can't leak it yet. These gangsters, for in, all intensive and purposes, uh, they were told, "Hey, listen, we need you to improvise." these scenes and improvise your characters and you would think that these were like you know lifelong method actors totally ensconced in their parts and just 110 percent professional about everything i i really didn't know what to make of it they're playing themselves basically but but yes but no i mean when you put a camera on somebody there's a heightened awareness of that camera regardless of whoever it is they were able to forget that where that camera is okay and just go like right now. I'm talking through through this microphone. I'm I am seriously like trying to do some mental edits before my stupid mouth opens up. So, um, r- real quick, because I I know I asked you, but I think we we got lost the no. the plot of Albanian Gangster. So Albanian Gangster, it's uh it's kind of like a little pastiche, so to speak, uh, of uh, a bunch of uh, Albanian gangster friends, and they are just uh, it's kind of a you know, a little time in the life of them. And uh, there is, uh, you know, kind of how they conduct business and, you know, kind of what's going on in their neighborhoods, what's, you know, like you kind of get some of the in- internal struggles of, you know, loneliness and a little bit and, you know, looking for love and Where was different it things like that. Yeah, it was shot in, uh, I think, Brooklyn, Queens and right. like Bronx. Okay. 
uh, I think New Rochelle a little bit. So you're telling me it's a New York crime movie. I'm in. It's a New York crime movie, but it's so much more than that. It's, I'm in. Yeah, I mean... D- d- Say no more. Yeah, this it. this actually, what's interesting about this is that it feels the most, it's probably one of the most authentic um, feeling crime movies um, in a certain sense that you kind of, it's so weird because you feel, you really feel like you're a fly in the wall. You feel like these guys, you know these guys and you've seen, you've seen these guys, you know, out and about, but they're, they're no more different than your buddies hanging out at the bar or whatever like that. You know, and then all of a sudden you realize that there is definitely an amped up, twisted little side kind of track that, you know, that they kind of have in their lives, you know, and, you know, some of the moral arguments of, you know, well, you know, is this good? Is this bad? You know, you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, you even as an audience member, you kind of get kind of a little swayed with it because you appreciate the characters and kind of where they kind of come from on certain things. And one thing that's very interesting with uh, the Albanians, uh, that uh, as I've come to know them, at least this group in particular, is that there is very much a, um, you know, there are different, there are different kind of generations of them. That's number one. They're, at heart, there's still very much of a deference to uh, family life and, you know, kind of that idea of family and, and what really binds them as a community. And, uh, you know, you mess with one Albanian and you're most likely messing with them all. Do you want to know my favorite Albanian? Yes. Action Bronson. Word. Fuck, that's delicious. <laughs> and one of the best rappers out right now. But yep. go ahead. He's Albanian. I didn't yeah. know that. Flushing Queens. Oh, wow. Is it is it out? And like, can we see it? It's now, uh, it's we no. It's uh, it's going to make some uh, uh, festival circuits and stuff okay. like can that. Can you give it to Parker's bootleg guys so you can watch it? <laughs> Charlie, Charlie's got the shit, baby. <laughs> No, I'm just completely <laughs> joking. No, I'm kind nice. of. I am jo- kind of, not really. You should be that tomorrow. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll pay for this one. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, I, I think it's worthwhile. Um, I like anything to do with New York crime. Like, like we were talk- talking about Good Time, the Safdie brother movie. Yeah. Oh, that did, was good. Did, yeah. That was good. Yeah. You didn't see that? No, I didn't see it. Really? Yeah, yes. That was I like good. everything those guys do. Yeah. Everything. So it's the same thing. It's just like New York very able Ferrara mm-hmm. right so but like I said this is so much less about the crime crime the crime in this really kind of feels incidental kind of just like you know very entrenched people in their ideas and st- stuff like that and some of the crime and the violence kind of comes out as just an ancillary part of that so why don't you guys call it Albanian people uh well, it's definitely that they're much more a gang okay. than just, uh, you know. It sounds better than what I've read about Gotti so far. Yeah. So I'm, I'm there. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin Connolly, though. Patch Hog's on right there. Yeah. This, yeah. Make make no mistake. I mean, they're, the, the group of friends are very much a part of a gang in the film. And there is definite uh, complexities of, you know, who might be a rat, who might be this, who I, might I, be. I'm completely so, into it. I yeah. would watch the shit out of that. So when when could we possibly watch it? Um, like I said, it's going to be in the festival circuit. I really don't really know. I mean, it's very difficult. This to year or next keep year? Keep us posted. On hopefully, the, uh... hopefully within the, the coming uh, next fiscal year here. I mean, it's going to, you know, I would say probably 2019 by sh- for sure. You would Jeez. definitely see it. Well, it's, I mean, we're already halfway 
through 2018. Six months. But it hasn't even gone into... People into, drop dead all the time, though. What are you talking about? Who's going to drop dead? I don't know. Maybe me. Oh. Maybe Rob Lincoln. I'm sorry. In the back stay, out, stay out of the Lower East Side. What do you want? <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. People, people get killed elsewhere. I mean... You can get killed. I don't, yeah. I don't know the way that burp was. Uh, I, I thought <laughs> he was dead already. <laughs> He's dead inside. My goodness. I'll be happy if I go with fucking 99 cents for Spotify, baby. Nice. Take me now. Nice. You'll never have to pay them. No. That's right. <laughs> there you go. No, with Duh. Spotify, it would probably come after the family. You know, looking for, uh, hey, you're still on your contract. Probably. I'm still going to say it's worth, like... You would have told me fifty dollars. I don't know what they could raise the price to. That I'd be like, I I can't pay that. <laughs> they could keep raising it, and I would be like, okay, they okay, really, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I have access to everything. Everything. If music's my heroin, like it's yeah. like a junkie, and her- not to go back there again. Dark <laughs> days. Umpteenth time tonight. For a music junkie, I mean, shit. I can't wait to hashtag heroin. <laughs> <laughs> We talked for the about episode. heroin. We talked about heroin and Albanian and gangsters. gangsters. <laughs> right, right. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, we want to watch it. I'm, I'm yeah, in. Yeah. Anything to Definitely. do? With- I mean, just just remember. So the the funny thing was, uh, Albanian gangster one was that they actually test marketed a little bit to the audience, and they said, you know what, this is so much. I mean, it's a great film, but we're not seeing enough of the violence. So that's where yours truly came in, and and the other artist. Oh yeah, that's where you come in. Yeah, right? yeah. So <laughs> punch it up. That's it was, what we say. It in was the a business. little brutal. Uh, so there's definitely some brutality that that's going on in there. So if you're squeamish, you may not want to see it. So how do you approach something like that? You just read the script, and it's like they. Well, I got I kind of got suckered in on that one, and I, I'm going to use that. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of loosely, because I do like to read the script, you know, and kind of go through everything, make sure everything is kind of copacetic. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but uh, but this other artist, he was like, "Hey, man, you know, I, I, you know, I'm doing this film, and and I really need somebody in there." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Uh, can you tell me what it is? Oh, man, I just need to know. Can you do it?" Can, and like, he kept avoiding my question. I'm like, "What is that about?" So then he's like, "Yeah, you know, it's this movie called Albanian Gangster." And uh, the only thing is, is that, and I'm like, wait a minute, we talked about this. He's like, yeah, yeah. We can't pay you. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, they're paying. Uh, they definitely pay. pay you in baklava. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so, no, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, well, I, you know, it's going to be a night shoot. It's pickups. You know, we're going to, they're kind of reshooting some scenes to kind of punch it up a little bit. And I'm like, punch it up a little bit. And I'm like, okay. And, uh it's like basically this uh, this character needs to get a beat down pretty bad, and I, I can't be there for it. Can you do it? And uh, and then I'm like, wait a minute. This is the one with the real Albanian gangsters in it, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He got all quiet. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go for it. And he's, so we did it. And uh, I got to say, those guys were phenomenal on screen. Phenomenal. Um I really thought that they were, like, I don't know, actors that, you know... I, I couldn't imagine actors with enough time and preparation could have nailed those parts as well as, as these guys have. Have you ever been in a movie? Like, on the other side? On the other side? Um, little things. I, I was in a couple of Kevin Smith films. The um, Kevin Smith? The Kevin Smith. Um, actually, he, as him uh, 
as him as a producer. Um, one was a Brian Johnson film called Vulgar, okay. uh, which is about a children's party clown who decides to make some extra money by becoming an adult entertainment clown. And uh, it kind of backfires on him. To the people that have never seen this, find this movie and watch it. It's fucking pretty bizarre. Yeah. So I was in there for a scant, like, couple seconds. I I played a clumsy cop who kind of almost messes up a hostage situation. And really, it's just like I'm a flash on screen. But I did uh, storyboards, and I also did special effects makeup for that. So uh, a lot of the, um, the bruising of, you know, the protagonist character. Uh, his his vulgar it has an alter ego called Flappy, which is the children's party clown, and then there's vulgar, the adult entertainment clown, so to speak, who actually winds up going on a kind of a Charles Bronson death wish kind of. But he had a bad gig there. Yeah. at one point. Yeah, pretty it, bad. It went pretty bad. Went <laughs> south. The, the, the adult entertainment, uh, you know, haha, was didn't become a haha anymore. If you only see one clown rape movie yeah. in your yeah. life, yeah, yeah, make it vulgar. Make it this one. Oh boy, so. I think that's on the box. <laughs> yeah, the poster. And his box. <laughs> hey yo. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, at any rate, but uh, yeah, pretty dark stuff um, in that film. But uh, what else did you do? Uh, like, as far as like, uh, you said you were acting, or, or I like was a, a storyboard artist for that. Okay, gotcha. And then uh, I became the. Uh, the sp- I was trying to sell myself as a special effects artist. Uh, this, whole, this whole crazy kind of thing that uh, went down. I, I visited Red Bank with a friend of mine, and uh, we just wanted to go there as fans of like you know Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy at this point. And um, you know we went down there, kind of checked out the the quick stop from Clerks, and you know we got a picture of my buddy in there in the bathroom actually that you never see. We're all. You know, weird stuff supposedly happens in that movie. Um, so that was kind of fun. And then uh, we just went downtown and uh, and uh, checked out, you know, some of the Chasing Amy's, you know, kind of scenes with like the the record shop and whatnot. And then we're like, oh, there's Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash. What's that? And then turns out it's their, you know, what came to preeminence in comic book men. It's their... Uh, uh, you know, Kevin Smith's uh, comic book store. And it was just kind of getting off the ground around that time. And still kicking. Yeah, Crazy. it's still kicking now, uh, especially. With a TV show, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's funny yeah. How, it, how when you're smart and you could, you know, pull shit like that off, you know, you just get these revenue streams from all over the place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So so we waltzed in there, and who's behind the counter but, uh, but Jay and uh, Jason Muse. And, you know, he's... Hey man, what's going on? Hey, um, do you guys and just by sheer, you know, balls, I guess. <laughs> I was just like, "Hey, do you guys need a special effects artist?" You know, I'm like, and I, you know, I realized that he's not necessarily the guy to speak to, but he turned me on to, "Hey, he's like, "Oh man, just, you know, why don't you go up the street and ask Kevin? He's the guy to talk to about that." And I'm like, "Okay." And I'm like, can I tell them that you sent me? He's like, oh, yeah, man, cool, it's cool. <laughs> I'm like, all right, so. What? Yeah. <laughs> marched on up there, and uh, and I got, you know, there was a whole bunch of people in the, in the office, and I kind of got like, oh, he's really busy right now, unfortunately, and kind of got turned down. And then later on, um, we saw a uh, an advertisement for a production of Godspell, and um, we actually saw that at the Quick Stop, which was the first place that we uh, we went to. And then, uh, so this 
presentation of Godspell actually starred uh, some of the the you know clerks uh, crew, which was Brian O'Halloran and Diana Devlin, and so we went down to this free presentation of Godspell, the musical, in a local park. Sure enough, during one of the intermissions, uh, Kevin Smith was just hanging out watching it, and I just started walking over to Kevin, and Kevin caught my eye, uh, and just did like a pretty pretty phenomenal thing he was just he just actually came over and like like slightly towards me and put his hand out to shake my hand i'm like that's odd <laughs> like so i shook his hand i i guess you know maybe i telegraphed that i was coming over to just directly speak with him but but at any at any rate yeah so um i just started talking to him and he said hey man that's great you know why don't you talk to my producer scott and he directed me over to scott Mosier, who was there and He's like, uh, and I'm like, oh, hey, Scott, you know, do you, do you think, uh, you know, you have any use for a special effects artist? And he's like, oh, you know, we got some stuff coming up. You know, Scott has this snowball. very, yeah, snowball, <laughs> very, uh, very deep voice. And uh, so, uh, so Scott was like, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, but I'm like, hey, you know, I also do storyboards. And he's like, storyboards. It's like, so this is one of those situations where, you know, do more than one thing and definitely try to parlay that into your repertoire of stuff that you can bring to a production or, you know, anything in life, you know, like, you know, some of you guys like do music and, you know, you may, maybe not doing that, you know, and then you do this podcast. That's a whole nother thing. So, I mean, if there's anything to be brought from any of this stuff, it's like, you know, have varied interests and have different things that you can bring and talk to people about. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, you Come do on. everything. I, it's just I renaissance, like, man. You know, I like I, n- nothing I do makes money, but it's just a lot of fun to do. If happiness was a paycheck, I would be very rich. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, landlord. <laughs> so, um, so besides Albanian gangster, you said you were working on some other shit, right? Oh, there was. Um, well, I just finished a movie called Blow the Man Down. Okay. Uh, that was shot in Portland, Maine, and uh, basically, I had a, I had to create a uh, a dead body that was a floater. I had to do that in three days. Yeah, it's pretty uh pretty crazy. Did you ever do that before? A dead body in three days? No. No. Yeah, that was pretty uh pretty challenging, and you... also trying to figure out how to make it float properly and all that stuff. So, and it just. But by by the grace of God, just kind of came together, and uh, by the grace of God, that dead body floated. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, <laughs> little creepy to say, but <laughs> but yeah. So like when 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 you're faced with that challenge, like do you just thrive on that? You just feel like, yeah, I give me three days and I could do this. No, no. no. I, I mean, I mean, yes and no. Um, it's one of those situations where I feel pretty confident in my my resources and my resourcefulness or something. Do you have a team? And uh, I've, I've got some people that I work with occasionally, but not like anything um, real steady right now. I, I did have an assistant and uh, that's kind of, uh, we parted ways. Um, still not fully, uh, you know, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm I'm still not fully recovered in a certain way from uh, a surgery that I had, so which kind of waylaid me for like a year and a half. So, but at any rate, it's um, you know, I had uh, actually three discs taken out of my neck, which is kind of interesting. So now I'm just getting back into gear. So that's why you know I did the movie. I did 
Um, I did Mirror Mirror, um, you know, now Albanian Gangster. Oh, so you uh, get, to, you're getting back on it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting. I was I was a, about a year and a half out of the, the loop on certain things. So, uh, but um, yeah, when I've already been down, I did some work for the government. I helped with some uh, moulage training for the Marines and so on. What the fuck is that? Yeah, so moulage is basically uh, <laughs> you simulate injuries. The fabulous moulage. <laughs> <laughs> moulage ruin. <laughs> right. I'm very anti-government, but go ahead. Yeah. I, but, but show tunes you're all right with. <laughs> all right. Gotcha. <laughs> Tell, yeah, what is it? What? What you, what you helped. Oh, so the moulage, right. So yeah. you, basically it's uh, it's injury simulation so that you – but the thing is is that uh, when you do it on you know my sort of level, I'd like to think, um, is that you amp it up so that is probably the most realistic simulations that you can possibly get in a short amount of time and you put these actors out into different scenarios and then when you know whoever is training as a first responder gets to that person they really have something to you know with real visceral feedback like oh my god you know that's crazy that's like really like an interesting like hustle you know like i'm sure that bag is nice too at the end of the day and you're doing something that you love to do right on a different angle and i'm sure the government fucking pays pretty nice certified payroll probably guaranteed uh, handy that (laughs) you know uh you know it, it all depends on on how it's worked out um but uh yeah, I mean, you could be an independent contractor. I'd rather my tax dollars go to practical effects than yeah, than a lot of other shits. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's just me. It's it's interesting. I mean, we had certain individuals who were like amputees and stuff like that, and you know, we had to like dress their their stumps to look like they were just freshly severed. Yeah, and uh, there's some really pretty interesting, you know, gruesome stuff that you know, as somebody, you know, in a training scenario, you're not going to be prepared. Number, you know, you're not going to be prepared for that in real life. So we try to make it as gruesome as possible and and authentic, uh, so that you're really caught off guard by this. You know, when you're in the field as as a trainee. So yeah, it was, it was that was a pretty big kick in a sense that you know I got to help. Parker Parker made a lot of notes over there, and I, I would feel very bad if we didn't get to them because I know that he takes very he takes a lot of pride in those notes. I don't know what the fuck he wrote down. It's a lot of list work over here. So, like, what the fuck is that? It's just fucking bullshit that I watched recently. Spit your shit. Spit yeah. your shit. All right, so Check we did. Cool down. We'll start. <laughs> start with Netflix. I did this. Uh, speaking of zombies, we did this movie called uh, Cargo, which was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know, not not as good as like you know zombie or uh, you know the dead, but it was definitely uh, European feel. And, Malama uh, told me to watch that. Yeah, it was good. Huh? Dude from the office, right? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, Toys that made us, which I always talk about. I did. Uh, I pretty much just watched it just for the Transformers episode, but that that was great. Um, I checked out this movie Mute and this movie Win It All on Netflix. Do you know who made the movie Mute? No, but I, I really did like it, though. It's David Bowie's son. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah I really did enjoy that. I uh, mean, he pa- did. He Paul did. Rudd's one of those guys that didn't throw him in dog shit and I'll watch it, you know? It really doesn't matter. Halloween 6 was dog shit. Let's do it, man. It. It's over there. Pull <laughs> but, it up. Yeah, he did Mute, uh, Bowie's son, and he did the movie Moon with Sam Rockwell. Oh, mm. okay. Sam Rockwell, who I also like. 
Those are interesting. Yeah, I do. He's a good guy. It's a great guy. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Just... Um, YouTube Red, Cobra Kai. Loved it. You finished all 10? Oh, yeah. My God. I cannot say enough fucking good I'm, things I'm, about I'm it. I'm four in. Oh, so good. So did good. You, what, did you, did you no, watch? Oh, my God. It was so Sorry, good. Guys. Yeah. Um, by the end, I mean, I don't want to ruin it, but like they're, you know, they're already filming uh, season two and... I can't wait for that to come out. It's going to be great. Um, Game night. I saw that. That was very, uh, very funny. My boy, my man crush, Jason Bateman. What's up? <laughs> Loved it. Uh, this guy's got more man crushes than uh, any married man I've ever met in my music life. Music-wise, now that I'm like a Spotify slut, um, Ghost, that was actually the first thing that I listened to. You like the yeah. new Ghost? Yeah, yeah. Do you like the Ghost? Ghost? What's Ghost? That's, oh, Lord. Yeah, okay. go. Oh, no, no. You're talking about uh, the band. Uh, Emeritus, whatever. Yeah. Duck. Oh, no. I don't know, man. I you don't like that shit? I can't get into that shtick. Uh, okay. Yeah. Very enjoyable. But that and... Uh, <laughs> this I mean, we're, we're at his house. You couldn't lie to the guy? Well, what, I, yeah. what, I, what, I, what I don't understand... I'm sorry, man. No, like, please. So, it's your episode. Shit on it. Well, no, <laughs> no, no. Spread those no. ass cheeks. Come no, on. no. Come whatever. I'm, I'm Rob just... Rumbling, burp. What I, what I think... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now what i don't understand is um so they're kind of like one of those let's like kind of what tool was doing sort of like let's keep everything like really, really. incognito no 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 i'm ta- not musically okay i'm saying like persona wise they were trying to you know kind of keep everything very quiet and and like as to who they are really and right and they've got multiple singers so and you're right actually no. he, yeah there the the shtick was which I, was pretty smart i thought it was the the guitarist was the only no, legit no. Guy. give 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 link the mic okay yeah. please explain this to me Granted, i'm just i don't, I'm just trying I to don't know out. any of their music but i know a lot about the band oh, good. from what i heard off the new stuff it's excellent but uh the singer tobias fjord or something that i can't pronounce is the only member he, he's the only member he's the mastermind he writes all the music he does literally everything on the band and they went for a good couple of years where they were underground or whatever, right. where they were all about, we'll come out after the show, we'll sign autographs, we'll hang out with you, we'll do whatever. But everyone that was would go see them was in on it, where they wouldn't post out who this guy was. Apparently then there was a falling out with some of the other members and they sued him and that's when the entire who he is and who everyone who was in the band at any point was... Uh, outed, I guess. To the rest yeah, of the well, world. I thought uh, I thought it was like a different singer for every album. But what it turned out was he was the guy for every album, and it yeah. wasn't. They He's were the mastermind never, of that yeah. band. Yeah, you know which I, mean? I thought it was like it's very like Fat Tony, Salerno, and uh, Vincent DeCingiganti, <laughs> Genovese family type thing. Like it's yeah. very much like you know yeah. everyone thought Fat Tony was the boss, and then later on you're like, oh shit, the guy in the bathrobe's right. been running uh, he's the New the York dude. mob the whole time. So I, I love that album. I think it's one of the catchiest, like pop, and it's odd saying like a pop, but it's pop. It's very pop. Rock, well, it's blue production. oyster coalish, yeah. very much, but oh, catchy as fuck. And uh, well, that's what I didn't get. So, yeah. so when I saw the, and it, it's nothing against the the musical thing of it. It's just like there was such an incongruity to like what I thought was the band. Google right? incongruity. The, the music. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, man. So, <laughs> but, uh, I don't even know what incongruity <laughs> means. No, it, but it was just like so. Then I heard it, and I was like, "Oh, this is like." It was very poppy and all that other stuff, and it sounded like I mean, it was. It's kind of cool, but then I'm like, "Do I like?" 
I don't know. I, I don't. I didn't know what to make of it. I think was my my first thing. And I, to be honest, I mean, I really. I haven't. also like it a lot too because it's just good for rock and roll because they're so big. Yeah, they're really big now. Well, they're and merch. It's game. good for rock, just in general. Right. They they chart. They play huge shows. It's they could it's, be selling at the Barclays on the new tour. Yeah, they're playing insane. in December, I believe. Yeah, you know? they did an entire small yeah. club tour. So even though some of the mystery stuff the is gone, it, it it's still great. Sh- if you want like mis- mystery band, like and they kind of cop them a little bit. There's this band I want to say out of Australia called Portal. And they cover up their faces with all kinds of creepy shit. And they are the heaviest, darkest music I've ever heard in my life. Bar none. It's disturbing as fucking hell. So a, if you like the, the that kind of shtick, but yeah, it's if not you, heavy you, enough for you, check out Portal. It'll if you're melt into, your fucking brain. If you're into the West Borland shtick from Limp Bizkit, well, then this is for you. <laughs> well, that's what I didn't get. I'm like, all right, what, what are we watching here? What is this? And then it was like, oh... But it sounded like Panic at the Disco or something. Oh, I'm like, oh. wow. Uh, oh, did I, did I rub, rub a little uh, salt in somebody's words? <laughs> I mean, I don't even listen to Ghost, but, you know, I can't <laughs> compare them to no, Panic I'm just being, st- I'm being stupid. Oh, Come on, so guys. catchy, that song. So Video's great, too. Yeah. Right. I'm just I'm just trying to keep people awake. That's yeah. all. After listening to my diatribe. For- <laughs> and then just coming up, uh, Glow, June 29th, and Castle Rock, July 25th. What the fuck is Castle That's, Rock? That's uh, Stephen King. It's like a mini series. Oh. Yeah, so. When, so what's that going to be on? Uh, Hulu. Hulu. Oh, yeah, so. Don't get it. Yeah, we just we just signed up to Hulu and it's it's fun. Um, just just so much like we have Hulu now, Amazon, and Netflix, and it's like the only thing we don't have is free time. To yeah, watch all this. Shit. That's it. Well, you know, the funny thing is, we, we haven't even gotten a, the the hit of yet. Is like the I think it was a like fifteen billion dollars that Apple's putting into generating content. Oh, for like Apple TV Billion. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know what's going on with that. That's what I heard. That was the last. I mean, I might be just making some crap up right now. But, <laughs> and like everybody's going home, googling, you know, checking stuff out as we listen. No to one this. is fact checking you. whatsoever. Absolutely. They <laughs> will. <laughs> Did you watch the new Halloween trailer? Yes. What do you think of it? I am. I'm. I'm. I'm actually looking forward to seeing it. Me too. Me too. Yes. Me too. What, yeah. what did oh, you? Yeah. Oh yeah, bar none. What do you think of of them taking the approach of just starting after the first one? I think it's nervy, and I think it's actually something that needs to be done. I really do. I I think, you know, sometimes you just gotta clean the slate and just be like, listen, we've we've maligned you enough with all this other crap that we've been giving you for years, so we're gonna give the fans what they want. I, I th- and I think more more fans, you know, respect will respect this movie just for that alone. So yeah, I'm pretty sold. I saw the trailer, loved it. You know, just it's my favorite franchise out of the big four. So I mean, you're talking to someone who went to go see Resurrection H two O, yeah, right, right. Re- Re- Halloween Resurrection, like I saw know, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pasta, baby. in the theater. So no matter what happens, so what are the big four? Wait. Uh, Riddle me that. Really? The big yeah, four yeah. Of, of horror? Yeah, yeah. What do you think they are? Well, I mean, I would think probably Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and... Texas Chainsaw. Oh, Texas Chainsaw? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think... I think as, a, as a... They're really? the anthrax. Especially, yeah. like, the iconic characters. They're the anthrax? Or, yeah. or the... or Yeah? You yeah. got Leatherface, the, Michael Myers, Freddy, Jason. Yeah. It's like... 
or Mount Rushmore. You know, who what would I mean? you put yeah. ahead of the Texas Chain? Uh, ahead of Leatherface? Uh, Hellraiser, man. Pinhead. Pinhead, absolutely. The That's argument not a, could be made for you that. You can make it. Absolutely. Um, especially since the first four are, are okay. OG Pinhead, not Fat Pinhead. <laughs> you gotta, listen, listen, for the simple fact of... Weight of, Pinhead. For the simple fact... For Texas Chainsaw, uh, the in, the first one... I can't hear you. No, go ahead. I was talking to uh, Bob. Nonsense. Never mind. Go on. No, no. For Texas Chainsaw, the number one, it, on its own, it's amazing for what it is. You know, Don't if you're that. into... So number two is Quirkyville. Red River. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's where we got our name from. Right. So, but it's, quir- it's quirky. I mean, it's it, 100% it's like it completely. It's it's right, and it, and it's it, it's great in its own way. It's like it's like what it's like if you want to go with you know who we were talking about earlier when we were dealing with uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith did Clerks, which was like all this critical acclaim and all this craziness and you know stuff that built up around it, right? Which is essentially what Texas Chainsaw had. Yep. And then he made More a rise. critic, right, a critic-proof film in a certain respect, and that's what Mallrats was. And really, Texas Chainsaw Two is a critic-proof film in a certain, real, certain respect because there's nothing in the paradigm there that that is remotely close to the first one. I don't think. I, well, it's good because like you're not going to drop something grittier, darker, right. than that. So why not just you know, go a completely different direction, right? right? right. It's like Seasons in the Abyss. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go after, after Rain Slayer's and Black right. Album? <laughs> Slayer's Black Album. Relax. But I guess when I first saw Texas Chainsaw 2, I was so young that, I don't know, I, it just worked for me. Maybe mm-hmm. if I saw it later in life, because it just really is so... Stupid, I guess. Dennis Silly Hopper, man. Dennis Hopper wow. is batshit, like blue velvet oh, wow. level of crazy. Oh, I think and he it's, it. And who can't get enough of that? Chop Dennis Top Hopper. is still the best. Chop Top is yes. the best. But also, just e- even just the cover, which was a recreation of, what was that? Uh, Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, yeah. Like, that's a statement. Right. That's a fucking statement being like, I'm not even mentally there. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. like... Right. I'm thinking of something completely different, you know? But then again, also, that in and of itself is a sort of a, a lampoon. It knew mm-hmm. what it was, you know? It was like, this is just wackadoodleness. And I think that radio station scene stands on its own. That whole scene from start One to finish is One of the best scenes. It's just as intense to me as, as Boogie Nights' firecracker scene. Mm. When yeah, you're sitting there call. and Chop Top is, is like going, you know, like looking through the records and you know something's going to happen and he just plays it for like 10 minutes. Same thing with fucking that Sister Christian song. You're just <laughs> sitting there and you're like the fucking Chinese guy in his underwear is like throwing off firecrackers yeah, and shit. Everybody's on coke and everybody's all edgy all... and sweating <laughs> yeah. and there's gunplay, there's yeah. guns involved. Oh, Jesus. Very Great. good. So yeah, that those are the big four and, and obviously, you know, you can make that Hellraiser argument. But Rob Link, you didn't like part four? I didn't really like part four. I literally sat through Over here, please. Right, right. You, don't don't make my edit worse. <laughs> How dare you? Part four I got through was it space in the beginning or end? I know it was, yeah, it was time. Just, like it I was... tapped out maybe 26 minutes in and that's being generous i couldn't like, tap out because fucking i was in a movie theater oh no well yeah Sunrise no Sunrise Mall. why mm. <laughs> i had to try but, man no that was i might have been when i worked at blockbuster like 
10 years after the movie came out and it was just like okay shit all right no remember in three when he uh, threw cds at people and decapitated them amazing yeah now he's in space i'd rather watch the leprechaun you're right. One, two, and three were, were were awesome. One, two, and three were awesome. Four was the one that really derailed me, and then from there it went into like direct to video hell. You didn't like when he went in the internet? No, I didn't like any of that <laughs> stuff. But like, yeah, I, but I did like the new one, Judgment. Was that with the new guy that was Pinhead? Yeah, didn't bother because uh, it wasn't Doug Bradley. I, I liked it because it was um, the story was there. The budget was definitely not, but I think they did the best with the story that they could have done the execution was okay um it just maybe because it was there was just the, the four or five before it were so bad that they gave me something that was okay that i was like wow okay not bad enough it's like the not metallica really. it's oh, like yeah it's like it's like load reload and then a fucking what was that the, the saint that anger magnetic? And then, oh, yeah, God, and then you get to Death Magnetic, exist. and you're like, you know what? This wow. is like one of the best albums I've ever heard. It was the right. best no dollars I've ever paid to see a band was the Death Magnetic tour. You see? Guy went to Metallica. Snuck in. Ralph loves them. Spent <laughs> less money than Parker will ever. There you go. Ralph loves them. them. Saving my nine minutes to Spotify. Great so, tour. Uh, Sword opened. Let's do, let's do your, you know, we asked Ralph to... Um, talk music with us, so I think oh, it's I yeah. think it's a lot of fun to ask someone uh, at the age of fifteen five songs that they would put on a playlist. At the age of twenty five, the top five songs they would put on a playlist, and then today. All right, I just gotta find my list and. Uh, Sledgehammer is number one, probably. <laughs> Shut up, Genesis. <laughs> we can't dance. Is that on there? Oh. The audience so, is listening. Yeah, number man. three. You wanna you wanna like pause this while I find the thing? I, I mean, I'll just chop or whatever. Oh, I'll chop. Yeah. Fix it in post. Nice. Um, Blue Sarcino. <laughs> while while we're waiting. Why don't you tell a story about Steve Gutenberg coming in the blockbuster? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Did you really? Story Are you? <laughs> All right. So, get, take take his mic because uh, the, the no, cable. I'll longer. go this way. So this didn't you happen to me. Fuck. I was working with a friend who will remain nameless for the sake of uh, Parker. No, uh, Parker knows who it is. Though. <laughs> but uh, so when I was working, my quote unquote manager at the time, who was a dude that I did literally nothing with, and we made Krug do everything. Uh, we oh, Mike Krug. Yeah, Mike Krug. Shout out to Mike Krug. What's up? His birthday's next week. That's about it. But uh, so, <laughs> Allegedly. this dude, Chris, uh, who was my manager, called me up randomly and is like, hey, what's up? I'm like, nothing. I'm in college going to class. What's going on? And he's like, Gutenberg's here. I'm like, Jim? Like, who the fuck's Gutenberg? <laughs> It's like, no, Steve Gutenberg's here. He Lee lives Guterman? in Massapequa. I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, he has an account. He lives really? on blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, cool. It's like, he needs every Steve Gutenberg movie on VHS. <laughs> and this was during the time that the DVD transfer came over. I'm like, all right, cool, dude. We probably have two. He's like, no, he's only looking for clamshells, which were those weird plastic cases that the Disney movies came in. It's like, do we have a Zeus and Roxanne? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, he's looking for that or the one with the Olsen twins. What the hell? I'm like, I got to go to math. I don't know what to tell you at this point. 
<laughs> and that's the end of that story, Ralph. Back I to you. <laughs> I can't believe the goot lived in the uh, the Pequa. No, yeah. if you go to if you go to Papalardo's Pizza Cove on Hicksville Road in Massapequa, there's a little island, and that's called like Gutenberg Way or some shit. <laughs> and they actually named that little island of like a quarter of a block after him. So. Is there anything better Go than you, he did? Steve-o. Like he did, like the police academies are the best thing, right? Three men and a little lady. <laughs> yeah, but that's trash. Cocoon two on the move. What else did he do? <laughs> I think that was it. Like I, think, I don't I think know. One, like, two, party down. Yeah, he, Langenson party down, and I want to see that episode. He did this Show's great. Fantastic. He did this great movie called uh, "Don't Tell Her It's Me," where he had some like weird. Uh, Skin disease, and he and he couldn't grow a head of hair. And Jamie Gertz was in it. He was like in love with Jamie Gertz. I saw that. Yeah, and sure, that's not the peanut butter solution. Kind of, yeah. So they make like this, like fucking scientific shit, and he puts it on his head. And then by like the mid movie, he's like a badass like gangster on like a Harley. So that might be my life. Story. And she like falls in love with him. So all right, back to you, Ralph. Hi. <laughs> throw it back to you, man. Okay. So, uh, so well, we didn't really talk movies at all, did we? Why? What do you want to say? Uh, no, I don't know. I did, no, no, <laughs> it's your really. Epi- it's your episode. No, I was just curious. Like, like we didn't go over like any of the, like the top movies. Like, what do you want? Do you guys have top movies? Like a top five? I don't give a shit. What do you want? What? I'm curious. Say whatever you want to say. General, no, I'm just curious. No, my top whatever. five movies. Yeah, top five movies. Go ahead. Time versus movie effects. Yeah, like That's whatever. A- yeah. Go ahead, Lang, and you you give five give, movies. Give me, uh, give me three. Give me three. Three. Yeah, let's three, three like, movies that are like just three movies that I like effects stuff effects effects off the top of my head yeah. the, the thing the carpenter thing um Jesus uh, we can't do effects hmm? we can't do effects because we're all gonna pick the thing yeah no, that's well we're all that's, that, that's a given yeah, yeah. I mean uh, just just pick reanimator three. okay okay and uh not as a whole film, but just the the uh, maniac gunshot uh, by Savini with the head. Oh wow! Damn good. Boom! That's off the top of my Brandon, dome there. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. I'm, go- I'm going Dawn original, Day original, and Maniac. Wow! Just for brutality. Just for brutality. All right, so I, I I'm just gonna. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, man. I still got to formulate, so you <laughs> no, can go. I don't, I'm not formulating. Right, I'm I'll off the cuff. The Maniac Free remake. Style, the Maniac remake is fucking awesome. It's very good. The it's effects on so, there are sick. The fucking scalping. Oh, God, it's so good. I'll go with the Evil Dead remake, which if you it. watch the behind-the-scenes stuff on that, the impressive. way they did the practical effects were sick Dude, on when that. When she fucking sliced her cheek off? That, fucking the, that, brutal. The arm cutoff scene where yeah. they had the person behind them where they wanted to get a real arm it was amazing and then disorderlies nice. All right. All right. <laughs> naturally um <laughs> as far as effects nothing beats the thing right. like no, that no, defibrillator the scene is, is like amazing. perfect yeah uh day of the dead is just like when they start ripping those like when you get to the end and they're ripping bodies apart like amazing like Rhodes's body gets like fucking decimated oh, yeah. that scene's classic. and a third one is demons Oh fuck yeah! Like Good demons, one. like the fucking like like you could see like the rubber ripping off when they're biting into like the fingers and shit. Yeah, very cool. So, actually, wait and let me throw in before we throw it to Ralph. Um, even though they're you know they're not great pitches and a lot of people call them trash, they kind of are. But the August Underground Crew, the Mortem series, all those ones. Have you seen those? No, no. 
the like really underground. I know exactly what snuff it is looking yeah. movies, but yeah. what these guys did with like really no money is fucking amazingly disturbing. If you want to be seriously disturbed, watch any of the August Underground the first trilogy. They yeah, they have that reputation. Them and like Ryan Nichols and from Plot Plot Digger Pictures, he did He does good stuff. Gutter Balls and um Hanger was the other one. So but Ralph, go ahead, man. Oh, yeah, not, Spit you know. your shit. No, it's just interesting. So I'm glad we all agreed on the thing. Yeah. It was in there somewhere. Well, except, you know, Brian. Sorry, man. I enjoyed it, though. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm crapping on this guy's list. I'm doing everything like he's Metallica. He's going to punch me in the head on his house. <laughs> sorry, we have a group thread he's we like, can talk shit on. <laughs> he's like texting his wife to burn my car outside. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? She's you know? sleeping. No. Right, right. So, uh... Pour the gasoline, honey. <laughs> um, so, uh, I I gotta say, uh, like I said, Amadeus. I think for me that was, as far as an effect goes, like to create a character like that is phenomenal. Um, uh, as far as other effects go, what was the main guy's name? I forget. He was in Parenthood. Celery. No, the Jack, the Murray actor. He was in Animal House. He, yeah, he was oh, in. Oh, Tom Hulse. Oh, Tom Hulse is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what, what did you say? Chad Lowe. Chad Lowe. Yeah, Highway to Hell. Huh. There it is. There no, it but is. he was in Parenthood and Animal House, exactly. And obviously... Yeah, he I'm disappeared, a... too. Yeah. He stopped making movies, I believe. He, he, he had three bangers. Animal House, Parenthood, and fucking Amadeus. Mm. And he made it to Ralph's list, his prestigious list. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, no, I don't know. I got a, I got a bunch of stuff here, but... Uh... One that really actually like knocked me for a loop uh, was Dragon Slayer. Remember that? Yeah. yeah, it was pretty pretty good. No. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, whatever. That came out when like. Um, is that like in like all the Beastmaster days and all those kind of? Yeah, shout out to Mark Singer. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I gotta mention Clash of the Titans. Yeah, yeah we didn't mention that. We didn't mention the Titans. We didn't mention V. When they fucking ripped the skin. Oh, off. The, the, the miniseries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Robert Englund, baby. Yeah. Yep, and it's so funny to see him as such a likable character that you were totally like sympathetic to, and flip that for Freddy. It was like, whoa, yeah. very different. Yeah, like he was like or a, Ford Fairlane pussy. Yeah, <laughs> hello, hello, <laughs> nice. All right, but, uh, all right. So, what are we doing? We're doing music now. Yeah, jumping yeah. in there. Like when you were fifteen, what, give me five songs you would have put on a, on, yeah, on right. a mixtape. All right, so I got childhood. Uh, I got different things. I got childhood, teens, yeah, whatever. college years. All right, good times. So, uh, all right. Um, so you want teens? Yeah. All right. Caught in a Mosh by Anthrax. Love it. Um, Which one of these words? Let me see. <laughs> right. Clapping with one hand over there? What's going on? I got to say uh, Ace is High by Iron Maiden. <sighs> Great uh, one. Sword of Homecoming by U2. Uh, uh, probably Pictures of You by The Cure. Banger. And um, and this is kind of a weird weird toss-up here. A couple of things that really kind of influenced me um, were like soundtracks. And so you have As the World Falls Down by David Bowie. Like that's from the Labyrinth soundtrack, right? And Is Your Love Strong Enough by Brian Ferry. Like those two, for whatever reason. Like, Where's what's that from? That's from uh, Legend. Oh, wow. Yeah. One so of the those, best devils, right? Oh, oh, phenomenal! So good. That that was gonna be yeah, one of the. Uh, no one beats that. 
That's like the quintessential and, look. And who's who did it? Dick Smith, Rob Oteen. Oh, so hold on. What time does the double feature start? 10 p.m. What's going on? I'm getting a, a call. My friend's making the double feature flyer. Uh, as soon as the flyer goes up, so you have a double feature. So we had a guest on from the movie Terrifier. Oh, and then we also had a guest on from the movie Strangers Pray at Night. So, um, we decided. I was like, oh, maybe it'd be fun to do like a double feature. You know, Red River feature uh, presents blah blah blah. So you know, I once I get an idea, I get mm. very obsessed and I try to make it happen. Nice. And uh, so we're going to do a double feature September 14th. We're all just going to hang out, Cinema Art Center. We're going to watch these movies on a big screen and fucking hang out. So. Oh, that's cool. Uh, the, the renting of the theater, is that the idea? Yeah, Cinema Art Center. And in, in what's Huntington. the dates on that again? September 14th. 14th. September 14th. And I'll be there now. Yeah, you'll be there now. And then we're also doing, like, uh, a friend of mine does stuff over at the Bolton Center mm. in Bayshore. So she asked me to do like a Red River Presents type thing. So in September, we're going to show Back to School. We took a poll. We took a poll. It's still open. It's still open. And I you pick... can still vote for 3 O'Clock High it over My Blue it Heaven. It doesn't matter. I already gave her the three titles. So <sighs> I can't believe that I shit. can't believe no one voted for Midnight Madness, by the way, or I Quick did. Change. I did. Yeah, I me too. So yeah. we're, we're doing Back to School. What is, what's Midnight Madness? Right. In the, uh, yeah, we're doing we're doing we're doing back to school. Um, just one of the guys yes. and uh, three o'clock high. So September, October, November. You know, a, a Wednesday, and one of those. You know, like, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. We'll just go and we'll watch a movie three on the big screen. High. I haven't seen that in forever. At, they serve beer that. and wine there. So yes. and so I'll just tanked up. Watch three o'clock high. I don't drink, but you could do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> so. You go to the movies, get drunk, get a hand job, whatever you're fucking right. into. Wow, sweet kind massage. of party. Little, yeah, little Reiki healing. Get fingered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to leave the girls out. <laughs> um, and that's it. So I don't know. I mean, plug your fucking shit, man. Like, plug you, my 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 stuff. If uh, anyone wants to, like, you plug know, plug your shit. Albanian gangster. Look yeah, out for that. So look for that. Look for yeah. Albanian Keep us posted on the page too. Blow the man down. That's another. Uh, another one um be careful searching for that one you yeah, can yeah. pull up a lot of hits <laughs> right right that's the uh the de- <laughs> dead mo- body movie the burning uh, angel version i did a little uh did some effects for uh, brawl and cell block 99 so oh we can say uh, that now well sure you can say that now um but uh, great movie but don't worry i'm not credited in it so it's all good um yeah. you did good work great that thanks, shit man. is brutal as fuck so well i mean i i, I haven't really done you know, I did more behind the scenes kind of stuff on that. So, uh, so you weren't responsible for the skull scraping on the floor. Uh, I uh, I helped with that. There was uh, some stuff that uh, that was re- designed by could, me. Could we rewind just a, rewind uh, two hours ago? So we could have brought this up. <laughs> oh no! I mean, we could we, you could talk about that stuff. The battery's but, uh, gonna die on the iPad. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, but uh, yeah, go see that one. That's uh, you know, if you want to see Vince Vaughn, you know, take care of business. It's on Amazon Prime. Prime. It's great. Man. Yeah, Amazon, yeah it's on Prime. Amazon Prime for free. You know, if, if you well with the subscription, obviously, uh, well worth it. Like super like eighties exploitation jail grindhouse flick. Yep, that was but, your uh, uh, top the, film of last yeah. year, right? But the guys who who did work on that, who brought me on, you know, I basically worked in the in the shop, you know, just slaving away. So, uh, but they, you know, 
They kind of designed all that stuff. It's nice to make white people slave every now. Yeah, <laughs> man. You know, it's all right. Easy. Yeah. There. Easy. Mm-hmm. So uh, every now and then. So we're all like we're all friends here. Effects <laughs> <laughs> sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it's a uh, it's all good. We're gonna take so. IG photos of his uh, whippings. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, but definitely thank you for doing this. Thank you for coming down uh, and all this other shit. I think you have a super interesting job. You. You know, you you make the magic for the shit that we love and watch. So definitely, yeah. like, I hope nothing but success for you. I hope you get the bangingest jobs, and I hope you fucking knock it out of the park. Nice, man. Well, you know, I was what I was going to do is uh, I was going to see maybe if, uh, you know, either one or more of you guys wanted to come down to set sometime and, you know, maybe see uh, some you know, Al- Albanian gangster magic. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Absolutely. Or something. Be awesome. And, uh... Maybe do some of that. Maybe uh, we can do like a little zombie makeover for you guys or something. <laughs> awesome. I'm down. Just something silly. I'm down. Let's yeah, do yeah. it. We'll go yeah. on location. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Carry I carry all that shit around with you. <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, I think uh, you know, your listeners would uh, probably dig that. You know, this guy's see that obsessed with our listeners. Uh, we uh, really don't have any listeners. <laughs> we have Rob Link. He's here. He's not <laughs> he's even going to he's he's gonna listen to this episode. Uh, now. Man. I already <laughs> Hey, we man. just Rob's, lo- Rob's my buddy. He's the guy who brought me in on this. So. We just lost a click. <laughs> nice. So, all right, cool. Uh, thank you for doing it, and that's thank you it. guys. All right, later.